0: Hey and welcome to Epistle, a devotional podcast that goes through the New Testament, one book at a time. Hey everyone, we're going to be moving into Ephesians chapter 5, starting in verse 1. Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such sins have no place among God's people. Obscene stories, foolish talk, and coarse jokes, these are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. You can be sure that no immoral, impure, or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. For a greedy person is an idolater, worshipping the things of this world. Don't be fooled by those who try to excuse these sins, for the anger of God will fall on all who disobey him. Don't participate in the things these people do. For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light, for this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Paul continues the theme from the last episode as we looked at the end of chapter 4, where he talks about taking off the sinful lifestyles and putting on Christ. And as he summarizes in these verses what he's talked about, we can say pretty safely that he's summarizing because, again, that word, therefore, in verse 1 points back to everything that he's said up to this point. This is what he's been building towards, what is in chapter 5, and it's being imitators of God. This is what Paul is driving at. And it falls right in line with discipleship, doesn't it? As we looked at what it means to follow Jesus, as we looked at what it means to be an imitator of him, it's not just enough to be a listener of what Jesus says. There's a lot of people who were listeners to Jesus, but they were not necessarily his disciples. A disciple means that this is someone who not only hears the words of Jesus, but also puts them into practice. This is a student who takes the teaching that they've been hearing and applies it in their own lives and goes out of their way to become an exact copy of the person they are following. We've talked about this a little bit before as well, but the idea here in the Jewish mindset of being a disciple is that you would be covered with the dust from the teacher you were following. You were supposed to be following them that closely, physically, as well as lifestyle and personality and personal choices. This is what it means to be a disciple. Paul also talks about the sense of being dear children of the Lord in verse 1. And I think there's something here to be uh, point out where we look at children imitating their parents. You will see this naturally. If you see bad behavior within kids, yes, that's because of sin, but it's also because that's what's being exhibited and lived out probably in the lives of a lot of their parents. And I'd say that's the case more often than not, recognizing that there are, of course, exceptions. But there's a statement that parents say when it comes to disciplining their kids. And maybe you've heard this, the statement of do as I say, not as I do, right? And this is a statement that tries to cover up the imperfections that parents recognize in their own lives. Like, yes, I know that I don't do this, but you shouldn't do this. Well, I, and I, because I said so, right? So the idea here that Paul is getting at is that this is not the case with God where it's not so much a do as I say, not as I do. Jesus actually did what he said. He invited us to be imitators of him. And this is what Paul is inviting us into to become imitators of Jesus. So what do you expect to see from God's chosen people? Well, not a lot of terrible behavior. The behavior that Paul has been pointing out in these verses as well. These are also things that we should be taking off and avoiding from our lives. And instead, as we put on Christ, we ought to live differently. It's not so hard to find examples of the opposite being true in the behavior of people that we see around us. There's terrible jokes. It's more than easy to swear at people that frustrate us. There's self-indulgent behavior that takes place every which way that we may look. And verse 6 is kind of a rather sharp verse to read in this section as well. Take a look if your Bibles are still handy. Don't be fooled by those who try to make an excuse for these sins. For the anger of God will fall on all who disobey him. There are people, right, who will come and start to try and make excuses. Well, if you knew what my life was like, well, I can't really help this. And they will go on and on with the excuses for why not sinning is so difficult, as if they are trying to get off the hook. And Paul is saying, you're not looking for an excuse from men. You're looking for an excuse from God, who is ultimately going to be the one who judges you. And there is no excuse. You're not going to get out of this. God is not going to be sympathetic towards whatever excuse you're able to drudge up when you encounter him, when you see him finally. So what is the remedy for all of this sin? sin where there is no excuse? What is the remedy to avoid coarse joking, to avoid immoral talk, to be not a greedy person? So what's the remedy to this? Well, the remedy ultimately is thankfulness, a life of thankfulness to God. This is the solution. This is the answer. So where does this thankfulness come from? If we are supposed to be living lives that avoid all of these other practices, where does this thankfulness come from? It comes from reminding yourself on a daily basis what God has done for you. Yes, God provides us our physical needs. We recognize this. We are thankful for this. It's good and appropriate to be thankful for that. But we cannot forget the spiritual side of this as well, that God does for us what we are not able to do, that he is able to forgive us our sins because of what Jesus has done for us on the cross. And we now need to ground ourselves in the gospel every single day. That is the key to living a life of thankfulness. And ultimately, thankfulness, leads us into an attitude of worship where we enter into each day recognizing what God has done, that he is going before us, that he has promised us an eternal inheritance that lays secure for us through the Holy Spirit. And as we look at that, we come into the day with thankfulness. All of that being said, we consider the excuses that people make for the sin in their lives. And I'd be curious to know, as you do some just examination for the lives of people around you, what sort of excuses do people make for the sin in their own lives? Thanks for listening to Epistle. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram page at E underscore Pistle. You can find all of the episodes for this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.